Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of our new series, Quest Complete, the uh, video game kind of book club podcast we're doing. Uh, I got the idea for doing this from Duckfeed TV. They do uh, Watch Out for Fireballs, among other shows. And then of course, Kind of Funny Games used to do this back in the day as well. Um, I think I remember seeing the Castlevania Symphony of the Night one. I thought that's really cool. That was like in 2015. I don't, I don't they, they quit doing that pretty quick, I think, because it's a lot of work probably. But anyway... Um, so yeah, we're going to uh, play through a game every other month, and the person that is hosting, in this episode it's me, will uh, pick the game, and then the person that's co-hosting will play through the game as well, and then we're going to take you guys through the game together and share our thoughts and just kind of um, kind of go through it together. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think you guys will probably enjoy uh, vicariously experiencing the game through us, or maybe you guys want to um, you know, play through them too. This one we didn't really announce in advance, I don't think, really, that um, other than mentioning it offhanded. But um, in the future, we'll be announcing, hey, this month we're doing this, so you'll be able to do that. Um, joining me this episode is Chris Penwell. Chris, how you doing? Good, good. How are you, man? Oh, doing good. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really glad that you and me, because I think I mentioned um, being like torn between like this game or that game for our first episode. And I think you were like, oh, dude, Edith Finch, because it was free and... Epic Game Store. You uh, it was actually anywhere. free on PlayStation uh, Plus, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, okay. I, that's I, how I, I was able I, to play it. Gotcha. Okay, I think I just uh, assumed you played an Epic, but that's right. I forgot it was a Plus game a while back. Hopefully it's a, a, a free gold game at some point, too, because this is a game I think everybody should experience at least once. should be on the Xbox Game Pass, right? It should. It should be. Remains of Edith Finch was developed by Giant Sparrow. Um, in case you're, that sounds familiar to you, they also did, uh, what was it, Unfinished Swan, I think? Mm -hmm. It's like a PS3 game. I haven't played that, but it's got like the ink and stuff. I don't know. That game looked cool. I want to play it. It, it made me feel by... claustrophobic, that game. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not then. I don't like that. But um, it looks pretty. Um, and it, this game's published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, this is a first person adventure game. Um, I am picking that title because most people this this is a walking simulator but i don't like that term i think, I think it sucks yeah yeah i hate that title because you're not just walking around no. and if you are you're playing the game wrong it's an experience it's a story it's a it's a it's a look into another world mm -hmm. it's like it's like uh what books are for like like some people i mean i love books but i'm saying people are able to like do this with a book almost like this is this is a really good genre. I, a lot of games I love are, are first-person adventure games. This is originally released for uh, PS4, and um, that was on April 25th, 2017. And then later it came to Windows and Xbox One, uh, July 19th, 2017. So just a few months later. Uh, the way these episodes will work is we're going to do an intro where we kind of share our backstory, uh, how we maybe uh, played this game or didn't play this game or whatever when it came out, um, and maybe why we did or didn't. And then um, once we do that, we'll have a quick break. And then we're going to go into the body, which is the bulk of the episode, where we kind of go take you through the game. 
And then, of course, we'll have some closing thoughts and uh, at the end. But, um, yeah, so you're definitely going to not only learn about the game, but also kind of learn about how we're connected to the game. Uh, anyway, so for anyone unfamiliar, What Remains of Edith Finch is a first-person adventure game where you take control of Edith Finch as she goes back to the Finch house to explore it in detail. You uh, not only learn what happened to each of the family members by exploring uh, the, the house, whether that be you know the rooms, the crawl spaces, the secret passages, so just massive layout they've got in the house. Um, but on top of that, you're also learning uh, what happened leading up to and during you know, uh, the deaths of uh, these family members uh, in detail. And um, you actually uh, not only learn these things, but you also uh, experience these stories. Um, and so that's uh, another reason that this uh, kind of game might take people by surprise, because like, not only are you learning, but you're also experiencing. You're actually, um, the things that you're learning, you're actually taking part in. And we'll get into that in more detail later, but yeah. It's 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 a, there's a lot more going on here. It's very morbid, see. but very interesting. Yeah. At the it same is a very time. morbid game, um, and actually, yeah, now is a good time to say, uh, like, for a trigger warning uh, for anyone maybe uh, struggling with uh, um, really anything with death. I, w- I would not recommend this game mm-hmm. uh, if it's, if that, if you normally have issues with that, then I wouldn't play it at all. But if you're you know going, kind of going through some stuff, maybe a, a death just happened in the family, that kind of thing. I would I would wait. Because uh, this is a very beautiful game, but um, it, 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 it's, you know, a lot of parts, it's, it's sad. It's, this game will touch you it's very poignant. in positive and negative it's ways. It's very poignant with its, uh, po- with its points on the storyline and uh, what, mm-hmm. what death is to people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, for sure. Yeah, and I actually, um, I had a little bit of trouble myself when I was replaying the game, just because uh, with me doing the script and, and doing such a focus and... Um, analytical playthrough of it it, mm-hmm. it uh th- these feelings were weighing on me uh more so than they normally would because i was focused on it for so long and it, yeah i was actually kind of uh really down for a, a couple uh days afterwards just because of the amount of uh, uh tension i had on it and I'll, I'll touch on that as we get to those parts uh, in particular but um yeah so this game uh my, my thoughts going into this game uh right off the bat where as soon as i saw this trailer i knew i had to have it um i didn't mm-hmm. know it was coming to xbox and pc and the reason I say that is I typically play third-party games on Xbox, but, like, I literally bought this game the day it came out on PS4. No hesitation. I knew I wanted to play this game. It, it, there, yeah, I, I just I just saw the premise, and I saw the, the graphics and the music, and I just knew I wanted to play this. Uh, Chris, do you remember uh, when this was announced? Did you, do you remember seeing or hearing about it? I, I definitely heard about it, um, but I look, looked at the trailer, and it seemed interesting. But first thing, I wasn't. I, I didn't like the unfinished one at all. I I hated it actually, mm, okay. um, and I didn't like the design of it. Basically, the unfinished one is had this section where um, it's completely white, and you have to paint the your surroundings. And I found that incredibly uncomfortable, and it took me off the game. But that was something that made me feel awful. Um, and mm. uncomfortable with the game, so I I kind of skipped out on what remains of Edith Finch, even though I heard a load of critical acclaim about this game. But yeah, there's there's interesting things in what remaining remains of Edith Finch, and I've played enough of the unfinished one that um, we'll later talk about that there's a connection between the two, which I find fascinating. Um, I know my roommate was actually playing it, and I saw a brief glimpse of the swing section, I believe. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, that I, was actually one of the moments in the trailers too that really stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, that that really stuck out to me too. So I was like, huh, maybe, maybe I'll give this a go. And then when it was announced on for PlayStation Plus, I downloaded it on my PS4, but it kind of just laid sitting there, like mm. most games <laughs> do for most people, I bet. Um, but also uh, something that I'd like to bring up is that over the last few years, I've been more interested in smaller experiences that are impactful. Mm. Um, I've been enjoying these games like Firewatch, Journey, all sorts of different indie games. We that should cover Firewatch as well. Tell a message. Oh my God, Firewatch is great. Um, and that plays on suspense as well, which mm-hmm. I think What Remains of Evil so Finch does too. too. I'm, I'm with you on the on the, the like kind of my outlook changing. I still like long games, but yeah. there's something to be said about like, man, I could experience this game start to finish in one day. That's why I did. It allows the emotions yep. to to be more powerful because they can build off of each other. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, and I also like the more. There's a lot of experimentation that you see in smaller games, and it's typically because not always, but a lot of the times, smaller games are from indie studios. Mm-hmm. So not only do you get a smaller game that you get the experience in a short amount of time. But on top of that, usually, and I'm sure, of course, part of it's budget, but I mean, also that creativity, usually the graphics are can be really interesting, too. And I've been thinking specifically of Firewatch, but I like this game's graphics a lot, too. They're definitely stylized. And I know we like 4K, 60 frames per second, you know, da-da-da-da-da. That's, that's fine. But, like, there's just something really unique about when you see something like Oxenfree or Firewatch or Edith Finch for the first time, and you're like, wow, that looks different. You know? I also remember a specific part of the game where you're looking out to the sea as uh, you're uh, uh, walking around these graves, and there's something particularly beautiful about it. I don't really know how to put it in words, but you know, there's something serene and wonderful mm-hmm. about exploring that area. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And for me, this game's blend of powerful uh, love and uh, just positive emotions mixed with the more morbid and uh, unfortunately, you know, real parts of life, which include, you know, death and loss. The way that those two things work together really well, like they work together so well, rather, uh, this game is always a game I like to play around the fall because like fall is is kind of like, you know, this uh, representation of death, you know, with seasons. But like from that death, you also get new experiences and you know, uh, life too. So yeah, I, I always like playing this game around this. And it's, it's sometimes it's not even intentional. I'm just like, I feel like playing this game. It's a That's good game to play around Halloween as well, because it definitely has mm-hmm. its suspenseful moments too. It does, it does. Especially towards the beginning and it kind of shocks you. Yeah, I agree. We're going to go and take a quick break. So we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 